Welcome to the Rose Garden. I'm Holly. And I'm Julia. Here to talk about all things Bachelor. A lot has happened since we last spoke. A lot, a lot. I'm feeling kind of awkward. I think this is like the last, the longest time we've gone since podcast. It's been like a whole month because it Four episodes have passed, although some of those were in the same week, but then another, like, few, we haven't been able to schedule time, so it's all old news already. Yeah, it might be over a month, to be honest. It, I think it's been over a month since we've podcasted and, like, two weeks since the finale aired. <laughs> I think this was just, this is our second Monday without Bachelor, so yeah, two weeks ago. Wild. We've just been, I was in Costa Rica for two weeks, then I got sick, and you've been busy and our schedules already don't mesh so and we've also been wanting to enjoy like spring is happening more things are going on it's very exciting it is very exciting but we figured we shouldn't leave you hanging with no thoughts and conclusions on the last four episodes of the bachelor going all the way back to hometowns which was a lifetime ago this is going to be difficult. It's going to be really hard to even remember. Um, I think we started in Vermont with Gabby. Oh, this was the moment where we saw them go to the tree and collect the maple syrup or whatever. Yes, they tapped the tree and um, got that liquid gold out of there, whatever they were calling. I don't know what the fuck they were calling it. And then there was like a whole tasting and Zach preferred table syrup to maple syrup. Mm, um, should have been her first warning honestly yeah uh then we meet the family and they are exactly what i would expect of gabby's family to be Mm -hmm. very picture perfect like sweet parents loving considerate kind her sister is her they talk like a lot of um closeness and her sister talking about wedding planning right away like Yeah, it was odd. Like, one of the first things she said was, like, you better bring her back home soon because she's my maid of honor and I need her to help me plan the wedding. That was it. Like, oh, okay. So it was, I don't know. We kind of already saw this with Gabby, but it just became more clear that she is looking for a husband no matter who that might be. (laughs) Yeah, I my biggest issue with her has this whole time is how clearly she needs met her validation to come from a man, any man, and she needs to figure out how to feel valid without a man telling her mm-hmm. she is. Because yeah, bottom line, she feels younger than twenty five to me. Which says a lot because 25 is young. He's young already. Like, I would yeah. think that's too young for anyone to be you yeah. know, jumping into marriage this quickly right away. But especially for her, she just seems like she's got a lot of self-work to do in that way. And you can tell she's had therapy. Mm-hmm. But it's almost, she's very self, she's wrapped up in her own self issues so much that she's blowing everything into massive like everything is such a huge 
and this is jumping ahead, but she's like the feeling second and everything. I'm not good enough and all these things for like a breakup's a normal thing to happen. It's normal to be single at 25. That's not not being chosen at like. Yeah, that it was. it's the whole narrative as if she's lived a long life, but she hasn't. Yeah, like the things she's saying are all just the most normal things. Like she could yeah. be 19 and saying all these experiences. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it doesn't not hold, it doesn't hold as much weight as it would if she were older. Like yeah. it, and I don't want to like discredit the fact that breakups are hard, a but criticism either. It's no. not like a bad thing to have not lived a whole bunch of different lives and torturous lives and different things and experiences and variety. Like you just have your own life, but when you hear someone then like so broken over something so small, like yeah you're like girl you need to she's do just a little really work before you do something like this very entrenched in this like idea of like that heartbreak has like altered her dating experiences and it's just the the idea of like okay time to like get out of part of the game that's part of yeah. the deal mm-hmm. it's just it is it exists you're gonna have to deal with that um and it's gonna be shitty it will be but it's also not unique it doesn't make you a freak like there are a lot of there's a lot of words that make her like what's wrong with me like something I'm so like that's very like this is all so unheard of and I'm like girl you're just living a normal life right now and facing normal shitty guy stuff there's that's okay a weird level of ego that's happening there where it's like centering herself around all these experiences when there's two people in this equation. And I feel like even with Zach, it's like the what's wrong with me and, oh, this happens to me a lot. That can be frustrating to hear all the time because you're just, you're, there's not a lot of, there's not a lot of meaning behind it. It's like, what actually went down here? And let's look at the facts. And the fact is it's all a him problem. So like, you're right because it's she's building up in his head like he's so perfect so what's wrong with me it's like no you need to take a step back and realize you're not you didn't do shit wrong no that's the thing it's like she is so in the right as we jump ahead to like the whole fantasy suite stuff but like yeah this but it all this hometown makes all of that make a lot of sense i think she's grown up in a family that really kind of worships her and her sister both and like yeah she wants that she wants and that's not easy to find and it she thinks it should be easy to find because her parents had it pretty easy like by the sound of the way they talk about their love that was going to be my point is that I think this happens sometimes with kids who have parents that show a really flawless marriage and like especially if they found each other really young then when you've experienced even just one heartache before finding your person it's like that wasn't how things were supposed to be basically like it was supposed to be prince charming from the second i turned 18 yeah. and like that and that's like a less than 1% chance definitely so, and is yeah. her sister older or younger i actually i didn't i don't know she looked older but yeah. i it's hard to say either way though having your sister her sister is getting married so there's that too of like clearly she was able to find her person fairly young she's whether or not she's older or younger she's under 30 she's young enough yeah 
but basically this hometown was very insightful to who she is and it makes sense a lot of what happens down the road with Mm -hmm. Gabby um jumping to charity who had a I love a backyard barbecue style date like the cookout date yeah fucking great way to do a hometown agreed casual nice easygoing and great for the audience to get to know charity and her family before she's the obvious bachelorette because they Mm -hmm. knew long before this hometown that she would be their bachelorette oh yeah it felt very clayton-esque yes where (laughs) we're like you're trying real hard but at least she like delivered on the goods um but it's very obvious like she was strategically brought along to hometowns sent home like there was a lot of narrative after she sent home this week and as we hear in the women tell all the next week of how devastating it was to watch her be sent home and i'm just like i didn't feel that way at all at all at all like it was one of the least emotional like it, it, it was like, yeah, this makes sense. Um, you're too good for him. Sayonara. And she was sad, but not devastatingly so. They were really trying to force that false narrative so on us. Forced. Like, Jesse, no, we're not that shocked. We're not that and like, you don't have bad. to try that hard to force them to be heartbroken to make them the lead. I wish they would let that one go a little bit. Yeah, I agree. It's just kind of like well, you don't know. Like, you actually don't know how we feel about this. Yeah. And, like, if the game was who's the most heartbroken and got fucked over the most by the show, because that's typically the two routes they go, it would be Gabby or Ariel, obviously. My mm-hmm. choice, obviously, Ariel. Mm-hmm. But, but I'd, I'd rather Charity than Gabby. Yeah. So, meh, I'm not, like, that's the thing. I'm not mad about the choice. It just felt like... They think we're stupid or something. I know, I know. It feels insulting the way some of their uh, schemes. Yes, we've been saying this for the past like six, seven seasons is like, you're insulting us. You're insulting our intelligence. and <laughs> I don't appreciate it. No. Um, then we have Ariel, who's family. So she's New York, Jewish, love a Jewish deli date. Very fun. Her family is definitely the harshest. She's got the protective brother vibe, the skeptical dad going on. And we just need to point out real quick that they are rich, rich, rich. They are Frankels, as in Bethany Frankel. Very wealthy. So all of this makes sense. Ariel makes sense. I understand her confidence, her class, her... um, Boys, all of it makes sense. Rich New Yorker, yeah, and yeah, like sophisticated. It's like a different level of sophistication that you can really appreciate because she has depth to her. She's not the like superficial rich, yeah. But you know, yeah, we... she's not Corinne rich. She's a quiet rich. Yeah, 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 exactly. Because that's that's you know, that's that family classy money. Mm-hmm. and i money. appreciate the jewish representation showing the <laughs> different like i believe they ate gefilte fish am, am i wrong is no I, right? yeah they did they did it, yeah gefilte fish is also a line in my play so i'm like was it just on my mind <laughs> no i think i watched it and went hey gefilte fish yes no totally they did 
I remember that. And other um, tongue. I believe he ate tongue. Mm-hmm. Uh, I appreciated him trying it all. And a tongue sandwich, I think. It, it was a, I thought it was a great date. Um, Katie. So Katie is Canadian, but she's recently moved to Austin and has to use this time to take advantage of Zach and make him help her build furniture. Nothing <laughs> but respect for my queen. <laughs> she really knows how to like choose the right things or at least convince producers to have her right. do that. Because like it does help when you can do those daily life things together and do and it. And like, she got her furniture built. And she got her furniture built. So like amazing. Smart Hopefully choice. Hopefully her dresser looks better than mine does. <laughs> Zach like fucked it up. There's, I, like, wish, cracks. I wish they showed the finished product of what he built and it looks like my fucking Picasso dresser. <laughs> Uh, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if Zach didn't know how to fully build furniture well. Because that this, it would re, it would affirm my thoughts on him already. I'd be like, that tracks. Wants to be like fully competent, but like mostly talk yeah. a little bit walk. Definitely. But they had so yeah, great little daytime date, then met the family. And I just want to point out the weird ass editing during her like mom meeting him and her mom getting clown music over all of her itms what the fuck it seriously made no sense it was like they were trying to get us to feel just like light-hearted watching the hometown maybe and it was like well this is a choice so that people don't feel like there's any concerns with katie or something but but it, it did the opposite. It made me it, think she would. Her mom is supposed to be a wacko and like be yeah this crazy sort of mom villain in the narrative of like a crazy overbearing mother or something, and that never happened. So I'm just it like, what no is sense. this? That was my only takeaway from her hometown. Yeah, honestly. I have no other memories of anything that happened. It was distracting. It was, um, but that was hometown. So Charity goes home. We have that weird women tell all reveal where she clearly knows what's happening the entire time and they're pretending she doesn't very yeah. annoying but other than that I thought the women tell all was pretty good I really thought Jesse did a fantastic job overall yeah he did great we had uh Greer apologize in a way that was really effective about her history um with uh blackface and they actually incorporated a like a diversity, equity, inclusion specialist on, which was really cool. I felt like that was a very nuanced way to handle it and something to take notes of. Like this is a good way to not only like clear the air a little bit, but also just remind people that it takes professional work. To yeah, you can't actually, just say it. Yeah, you can't away. just say it. And I was texting you this that like just as when people fuck up and they cheat or they do something really bad in their marriage, they're expected to go to marriage counseling. Like if you have a history of making insensitive comments or, uh, you know, praising racist behavior, like you need to go to a professional. I also want to point out their acknowledgement of the show and accountability and not being accountable in the past. I thought that was the thing because Greer's specific situation aside, it's not really yeah. about her situation at all, really. Yeah. But the show finally doing work and doing something in a way that was effective and didn't feel 100% performative. 
and accountability and acknowledging that they've been fucking up in the past. Totally. Jesse's yeah. saying straight up, we have not always done the right thing in these situations. And admitting that is a huge step forward for the franchise because so long they've been refusing to admit it. And that actually brings me to the fact that Mike Fleiss is gone. Amazing. now, post-season. We will see how this goes. Maybe Mike Fleiss is gone, and now they're having this DEI specialist help them decide where to I go next. I want to point out her name was Dr. Kira, and when I saw on Twitter before I watched the episode Dr. Kira, I thought it was the <laughs> doctor was- from Paradise. I thought it was weird Kira from Paradise. She was Dr. Kira, too. So weird. They they point to her in the audience. Everyone's like, "What?" I literally, was like, "How is she gonna show up in this episode? Like, what? Why is she there?" And then I watch it, and that's Doctor Carolyn. Oh, that's hilarious. Oh, I see. Yeah, this makes much more sense. What a coincidence, though. How many Doctor Kira's? I guess they're enough. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No, I thought it was good. They the acknowledgement was great. Mike Fleiss is gone. Hopefully, we get some new fresh energy. Although you let me know that the time now for the show is nine like p.m. for a two-hour show on a Monday. Criminal. Strange. It's criminal. Very strange. I I don't think that's a good sign for the franchise, and I I'm concerned. Do you think maybe it's the fact that so many people are moving off of cable onto streaming platforms and they don't feel it's as much of a jeopardy to their success if it's like not on the like ABC at 8 p.m. so that everyone can watch live? Possibly, but because it's a show with like people watch and live react to so much, that's Mm -hmm. like a really huge portion of it more than I think other shows. That's true. That's and, true. But I think they could totally be thinking what you're thinking and overlooking that aspect because mm-hmm. they have a habit of doing that. Yeah. But we'll see. Um, definitely not good for their a lot of their viewers. Uh, people watching live, their older audiences. Maybe they're trying to kick, get rid of all their old, like boomer audience out of there so they can stop having to cater to them. That's like my wishful <laughs> thinking of their thought process but also some people are 28 and don't want to stay up that late yeah 9 to 11 no that's really late that's so late but well that was a tall now let's get into sex week oh my my god So long story short, we all know Zach makes a declaration that he's not going to have sex of any kind, no form of intimacy. So we can assume that includes oral sex, um, physical stimulation uh, of any kind, uh, dry humping, off limits, no sex of any kind. He may not climax, okay? He may not. (laughs) Because spilling the seed is a sin. And she can't can't either, right? that depends if his because he later says you know with my catholic upbringing and i'm an expert on catholic sex because i took (laughs) one class in college called the ethics of catholic sex and the sin is wasting the seed she can come as much as she wants oh yeah she does say sex of any kind so he probably shouldn't um go down on her yeah i would assume that that's you know he's implying that as well because he's also a man and uh they're not 
interpret they don't focus on the part the women in the room all really picked up on the fact that wait so you're saying the sin is uh spilling seeds so what does that mean about female orgasm and they're like well doesn't say anything's wrong with it <laughs> but the guys weren't asking that question so <laughs> long story short zach's a fucking idiot yep he has a great day with first date with ariel and although she finally said her name and i heard it from her mouth it's ariel not ariel not ariel ariel interesting but it's very hard for me to actually say that yeah me too ariel i know an ariel i know an ariel i I know i hear ariel and i hear ariel but it's like half of and half yeah which is tricky but great you know she has the fun date she has the go and try foods date which is never really what you want before sex anyway so (laughs) then at their dinner he decides to let her know about his little rule and we get later in the after the final rose her saying although it wasn't really after the final rose it was before they aired the finale which i didn't mind them doing it that way but now i don't know what to call it (laughs) yeah it's true it's it was the, certainly uh, before the final rose between between the final it was the in-between moment but she calls out like i wasn't gonna have sex with you anyway so you making that statement as though it was 100 your choice is pretty fucked up and actually i think the fact that she didn't want to have sex either is probably why he didn't because clearly the next date he has with someone who did want to have sex with him he caves immediately. So I don't right. think it has, I think the only reason he didn't have sex with Ariel is because she didn't want to. Yeah, no, totally. And he had like this probably built up sexual tension from like making out with this girl. I mean, night, not having sex. And then the next day he makes out with another girl and it's like, okay, I can only, I can't handle this. Boner's because- out. I don't know what to do. It's here. I, I, I don't know what to do about it. I don't know what to do about my boner. Men can't just make out and not have no, things. They really fucking can't. It's ridiculous. It's like if you were to go on like a third date and a guy says to you, like, I know on the third date it's kind of common that we're like gonna fuck, but I gotta let you know that like we're not gonna do that. It's like it's so weird. If someone said that to you and you're like, you're like, I would wait, literally but like, be like, I that's so presumptuous. I yeah. didn't wasn't gonna have sex with you fuck you and I would never talk to them again yes exactly and like yes this is a little different because on national tv we've seen over and over again that fantasy suites implies things but honestly we don't at the same time we don't like it is an implication people know that it's not always sex people have spilled the beans about what's gone down in the fantasy suites so like we know i know too much about what went down in ben higgins fantasy suites <laughs> far too much detail i didn't need to know about the sad hand job i didn't i really didn't but i do because it's out there and nick Fial famously didn't have sex with anyone but his pick he was very specific it was only going to be vanessa okay which well, he's weirdly proud of that's weird that's okay so fine Rachel Lindsay in his fantasy suite famously was 
heard the election results at an airport and got drunk in her fantasy suites because it was 2016. She got drunk and passed out in her fantasy suite with Nick. That is so interesting. I could not imagine. Um, So, yeah, I... Zach didn't need to say this out loud. There, This is the one chance you have where the cameras are not in your room. You can have the conversation then if you really feel like you don't want to have sex. But even then, he took back what he did, what he said. And, he then, no bu- and then for, yeah, he for had him no business. For him to feel like obliged to then tell Katie that he broke his promise when Katie didn't even know in the first place. He never even promised to Katie. He only promises to Ariel. <laughs> yeah. But the fact that he needs to tell Katie, I broke my own promise, even though Katie didn't even know about that. And she's literally like, why did you fucking tell me that? I didn't want to know that. Ew, what the fuck? I really like the way she approached it because she was like, yeah, it's the elephant in the room, but you don't need to name the elephant. Like, I, that's torture. She handled it so beautifully, actually. Yeah. Like, everything about the way she handled that situation and... At the royal ceremony, people have a lot to say about the little comments that clearly the two of them were trying to have without the cameras catching it. Gabby literally puts her rose in front of her mouth. Like, that's the other thing. Okay, let's, we jumped ahead from Gabby. So Gabby's date starts off with her extremely insecure. And some of it I get, like, you're hot and sweaty and feel icky, like your makeup's about to wipe off your face. Sure. Totally can sympathize with that. But then we get her whole little breakdown about the always feeling chosen second, which means we all know she's about to get the second rose and then she's going to become the runner up. You're setting yourself up for this because she was caught with a book by Game of Roses podcast titled How to Win the Bachelor. She was caught with it by production. So they know she knows what's going into all of this. Mm hmm. So they're like, we're going to fuck with you. Mm -hmm. We're going to pinpoint all your worst insecurities. We're going to bring it all out. I already think she was kind of like one of the, she's set up for like, this is not going to be a good environment. She's already insecure. This is just going to heighten everything. She's already in her own head and like center of her own universe and can't see big picture. This is just emphasizing that. Yes. Like I get a lot of the situation of all of it, but I also think, production's fucking with you you need to stop giving them so much mo yeah like you're reading this book but like you were super obvious about it you brought it with you and then you're also going to like play every card in the book that's against your own interest of winning the show like did you not follow anything from that it was just weird because the whole yeah very strange but there's also an element to it that book also tells you how to become the bachelorette Hmm. And I think that was kind of what she was following, especially because she knew, especially when we get to the point where she knows it's not her, mm-hmm. but she's not going home. It's because that puts you in the bachelorette position. I do believe that because otherwise go the fuck home. Right. You're Why saying you over and over and over again how you know it's not you and you're so mad at him for not breaking up with you sooner But the leads aren't always allowed. They are sometimes given that grace, but they are not always given that grace. Caitlin Bristow points out like how they really were like, no, you need to bring Nick all the way. You need to do this for him. He needs, he deserves to say his piece. He deserves this, that, the other. 
So like, yeah, we can be mad at him because I am mad at him for the whole sex in the fantasy suite, lying, saying back, going back on your word, telling people that he had sex with Gabby at all. So fucked up. And I do like that. I'm not going to negate that. But I, girl. I yeah. Like- I also, I wanted to point out something that I feel like people aren't talking about enough. Like when they went into the fantasy suites, she said something along the lines of like, he said he's not going to have sex, but like, we'll see. She, Yeah, she said, I'm pretty sure exactly that. And I don't know. That's just like, if the roles were reversed, I'm sorry. But if a man said, she told me she doesn't want to have sex, but we'll see. And there is definitely, you're not alone in that. The problem is most people who feel that way are coming at it at a very, um, ant- like, yeah, totally misogynistic. misogynistic way. Yes, totally. But and I don't it, feel that and way. And that's the problem is it isn't extreme in either way. No. It is like, it was, a. I felt weird about it too when it happened. But I feel like the misogyny is not, is coming from a place of like, no woman should ever do that. Whereas my stance is like, true feminism is realizing that like, b- neither men nor women should say those things. Like, yeah, you don't say like, he doesn't want to do this, or she doesn't want to do this, or they don't want to do this, but we, we might do it anyway. Like, it's yeah. just, it's just like, you're not thinking c- carefully enough about how it's you're an icky thing to say. Yeah. And I think the thing is that I think she said that and it was icky. I don't for a second think that anything that went down in said fantasy suite was not something he was consenting uh, to. Yeah. Joyfully consenting to. That's not the word. There's a specific phrase for it, but I'm going to say joyfully. Yeah. (laughs) Embraceful, like bracingly, embracing. Exciting consent, something like that. It's some phrase like that, but enthusiastic consent is the phrase. That's what it is. No, absolutely. I completely agree. And like, it's just the wording of it. It's not the fact that it happened for me. It happened, whatever. That's the right. And that's no one's business, but since. Zach made it very clear that it was consensual on both sides. That's not what we're talking about. So that one thing, that one phrase, I agree with you on that. Other people taking it and running with it to this whole like sex shaming thing is a whole other level. That's but that, let's let's bring it to that uh, rose ceremony where he sends Ariel home without telling her anything. She has no idea what's fucking going on behind her. Yeah, I think she's just probably in her mind thinking like, okay, I'm a little confused why he sent me home, but also like, I didn't want to marry him anyway. So whatever. Right. She's like, <laughs> All right. Bye. I look hot. See ya. Yeah. Yeah. And then we get the weird moment with Katie and Gabby who are very close friends. We saw their little moment in the bubble bath as an after the credit scene. Like that was really cute. Clearly, but they're close. The moment appears that Katie just mutters under her breath. I know it, you were the only one in like, what's presented as kind of antagonistic way Mm -hmm. and then we get gabby holding the rose in front of her mouth saying i feel like i have an a on my chest the whole editing of that was weird i think there was a lot of context cut out of that i think soundbiting whatever i do think they were trying to kind of talk about it i think it was mostly a like i i don't her trying to tell her i don't think he had sex with ariel or me or like it was old like if oh yeah anything like, it's like no she he you were only you're the only one he was like in a reassuring way yeah yeah not in a like 
bitch, I hate you. Like, it's clearly right. you. That's not, I don't think that's how it came off. But, no. but yeah, a lot it, of people I, were reacting to it as though she was like slut shaming Gabby. No. And I didn't feel that. And I don't all. think Gabby would have felt that. I, I mean, they're, they're good friends. Like, yeah. that's, a weird... and I think it's, they've made it clear since the finale has aired that that's not the relationship they have. But I mean, Gabby's right. She was wearing that scarlet letter. Like, he made her. It, I was going to say, and it's because of him. He made it real fucking obvious. And the way he was yeah. only looking at Katie and all this, all this stuff, Gabby should have fucking gone home. Yeah. he She should have gone home. I feel like he probably was thinking, I'm not going to send the one girl I had sex with home. Because right. now it also looks like we had bad sex or I'm shaming her for having sex. Like, exactly. He, he was he in a position of. He put him, yeah, he put himself in a damned if I do, damned if I don't situation, but it was his fault, no one else's fault. No one else's fault. Which gets to the finale where they meet the family. Nothing really to say there because we did not get Kronk. I'm fucking nope. furious. No Kronk. Um, and the whole time it's just, Gabby knows the whole time it's not her and the whole episode is just her spiraling about how it's not her even to the moment of her going in the limo up to the proposal, stepping in mud and like sassing them, being like, you better not do that when Katie hears when it actually matters. A lot of people said that like, well, she's looking out for her friend Katie. I'm like, she's just sassing she's them. Shady. She's, she's being shady. She's shit. like, I know it's not me when it matters. When yeah. Katie's here, when it actually matters, don't do that to her. I'm like, it's not about Katie. This is a her against production right now. And I'm all for sassing production. Don't get me wrong. But people are literally painting it like some fucking martyr. Like, we need to come back down to earth, y'all. Like, that's too much. Like, that's not, that's just, she stepped in mud and it's like, knows what's going on. Because they made it so obvious. It is low tide. She's read the book. So she knows if it's not sunset, it's not you. <laughs> like literally Courtney Robertson was like I knew it was me because it was sunset mm-hmm. like I knew it I was getting that proposal and other people are like I knew it wasn't me because it wasn't it was too early in the day mm-hmm. everything was not lining up and she knew when she saw that low tide she knew when she pulled down mud like yes she knew when her dress was yellow and not white mm-hmm. the yellow dress was an interesting choice and yeah so just all of that and the breakup I and then her not giving him the opportunity to say anything by her being like I already know I already know I already know don't tell me I already know and that's not gonna I mean okay I can she's in a weird contrived situation where like she's feeling frustrated with the whole process but I really hope that that's not how she responds to a real life breakup of like we dating someone for a long time and not giving them that chance but but in this situation I do get a little more of um hearing him say like how great you are you're like I don't need to hear that yeah yeah don't the whole oh Ben Ben Flanick don't sugarcoat it oh my god (laughs) what a throwback to Ashley um yeah like I get that piece but I think in this instance it was very like I don't know. It was more, it was more like, I don't want to talk about it because this, this is clearly like a game that I've been like, not chosen. Yeah. You know, it was very much like I lost and I'm kind of a sore loser. Yeah. Yeah. It's so like, I, I don't I, like saying that. I don't, I don't like saying it. 
but that is what it felt. Now I will say when she came out after the final rose, she had a revenge look going hard. She figured out yes. that slick back look on her is fucking fire. It does look amazing. It her looks so hair. good. But even on that couch, I was like, okay, I get it. I'm overhearing you talk about how unlovable you are. It's uh, okay. <laughs> enough is enough. Yeah, yeah. I liked everything she had to say about the situation with the fantasy suites. Really well done, especially having time to think. She clearly like reflected. She made a plan. Was well yeah. said. But I was really getting sick of hearing all the rest of the shit going on around it. Because that stuff wasn't relevant to the situation. I would have felt for her a lot more if we didn't focus so much on that. Totally. And now, he proposed to Katie. <laughs> and they seem happy. happy together. It makes they sense. She just seems like a really reasonable, level-headed person. So I feel like she whether it's with him or she finds someone else she'll be in a very successful marriage i think so too i think she will be a great wife and a great mother and have a great life with whomever that may be be mm -hmm. it zach or anybody else agreed but yeah i i liked the season i liked the season it was enjoyable it was a good comeback from the double bachelorette thing yeah. Um, I thought it was good. I, I liked really quickly how Ariel mentioned that this is a polyamorous relationship. Oh, what that a was, great moment. That was really cool because like, that's really something that's never been named before. It's and what it's it is, really but they won't say it. Right. And they are going to lose some of their like Christian traditional viewers by acknowledging that, but. They have a polyamorous Jew on the show. <laughs> Oh no. Uh, yeah. That's definitely had been coming back. That would have been the greatest bachelorette tagline of all fucking time. They really missed out. You could have had Ariel bachelor. Ariel. You could have. Ariel. 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 There it is. Ariel. Wow. Um, wow. What a season. We will, I guess Charity will come back in July? Yeah, July. End of June, whenever. Oh, end of June. End of June. End of June. Yeah. So we so have some. We'll probably get you a few Desperate Housewives episodes in the meantime, and then try to come at you with some Charity later. Yeah, it should be fun. Should be a good time. Thanks for tuning in this season, and I hope you enjoyed our very belated finale episode. <laughs> we'll talk soon. <laughs>